G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Good afternoon and welcome to Taz Racing Talks. Campbell Brown, he's ready to go. Ripped it apart Wednesday night on SEN Track. Right now, he's most certainly in the top five racing identities throughout Tasmania. I think the first four are trainers, including our man Scotty Brunson, who's not far away. But the way you are seeing them right now like beach balls on a Wednesday night, Brownie, you must be included in any conversation around the most influential. Hello to you. Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, great to be here again for another show. And, yeah, another another night at uh, Launceston on Wednesday night was fun. We didn't have as many winners. Look, both my best went under. Um, un, uh, uninspired performances by both of them. But anyway. Not your fault, mate. Not your fault. You found them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, it's it's all going well. There's uh, Queensborough Fly, the uh, the Siggy Car debutante was mm-hmm. uh, was outstanding. So there was a bit to take out of Wednesday night. And there's plenty to take out of the rest of the week, Cam. Well, a lot going on, of course, back at Hobart tomorrow. We'll get very shortly to uh, Brendan Blomley, who is the CEO of Tasmanian Racing and how big that'll be. Scotty Brunson has, well, I think he's in every race bar one, so he's got a really nice hand to go into it. Of course, we're starting to really build up towards what is a huge three weeks. In particular, we're still a star and mystic journey heading towards the Empire Rose. It is such an exciting time. Tommy Hacker will jump on. Brennan Ryan, of course. Our man, Jamie Cockshark, could not miss again last week. He's back for more winners. It's just an exciting afternoon ahead of us, Campbell Brown. Yeah, it should be. Now, there's uh, there's plenty going on in, in the racing harness and dog world, and we're going to tap right into it with some of the best minds in the business and the sh- most astute punters. Yes. That's the thing. They're not just... They're not just tipsters, but they're punters. Zero four double nine. They ride the wave with 736, us. 736. It is a wave at different times oh, as well. Mate. It is. Hey, it is. I mentioned tomorrow, Scotty Brunton. I think he's got a runner in every race bar one. So he's got a he's, he's got a pretty full Firm day hand. ahead of himself. Yeah, it's a big hand. Uh, him and his crew are going to look after as they get to Hobart. It's going to be rocking. It's sold out. And Scott joins us again. Comes back and just to us on Taz Racing Talk. Hello, Scotty. How are you, boys? Hey, well, excited. Probably not as excited as you because it's cool racing back at Hobart tomorrow after taking winter off, and you've got a really good hand. Yeah, got a lot of runners. Look, you've got a lot of runners. Um, I reckon the old strike rate might take a bit of a dent tomorrow, but I've got a couple of good chances in a few races, but a couple of them, because we haven't had trials at Hobart, maybe just a little bit underdone on what's probably looking like being a soft deck. That's an interesting point you make there too because, uh, unfortunately, if you've had you know, trials that haven't been going around or jump outs or whatever it might be, you sometimes have to put them in one race early. So it's something the punters need to be aware of and most certainly maybe Black Book one or two coming out of tomorrow's meeting to a second up uh, second up race. Yeah, absolutely. That's where they'll probably, on Melbourne Cup Day down here at Hobart, I reckon I'll have a really strong hand and that's where I'll be looking to play a big part. But um, I think uh, the missus has got one, one lotto in the 2100, Tegan Keys, and um, I've got a Bring top lad in the last race. I think they're uh, two probably pretty sound bets you could have for the day, and I reckon you get away with a quid there. So, 
When you are, when when you when you, I guess in this situation, when you when you look forward to obviously being back at Hobart tomorrow, how, how not hard, but how much easier or how much complicated is the winter where Hobart's not in play from your perspective? Oh yeah, it's, it's a massive problem. I think we've got about 110 horses in work at the moment, so we've got massive numbers, and uh, we're uh, you know you're travelling up to race on the. Uh, what they call the God's carpet. I don't, we don't quite call it that down here, but um, they sort of call it that. But uh, um, it's, 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 you know, you're sort of, you're off for sort of eight weeks. I think I've had, I think I had uh, six or seven winners up there this season, or sorry, last last season. And this season I've had a couple, but it's, it's not a track we uh, that attracts a lot of attention for us. Um, you know, you concentrate on your grass track racing over here. That's where the good stuff is. And your horses pull up better off it. And that's, um, yeah, you better, you know, if your horses are used to the grass and things like that, and they don't pull up as well off that uh, synthetic. So it's just, it's a, it's a necessary evil, but um, that is all. It's a winter, it's a winter track, and that's it. Scotty, you finished the night on Wednesday night at Launceston in, in good form. You won race six with Sir Simon, and then um, the winner in the last Sequimentos. Was that a bit of a surprise for you? No, no surprise, boys, but I'm an idiot. I backed it at uh, $8 and drifted out to 16 so. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was, I told I told Georgia Gattain he was going to take an outstanding ride, and, um, of course, she gave it that. Um, so we're calling, her, we're calling her Roy at the stables this week. She's <laughs> after the great Roy Higgins. So, uh, you know, she got a good pat on the back. So we, we were wrapped to see her win. She's a horse that's been consistent. Um, very rarely running a bad race, so for her to come out of it, you know, get a result there was great. And uh, I uh, elected to run her there on Wednesday night because she she was up against one of the stablemates on Saturday that I thought she'd have a really tough time beating. So it, it's nice when you pull the right rein in this caper. So and I did. All right, Scotty. Yeah. You mentioned there's a couple that might need the run tomorrow, but if there's one you can really lean us into, and the punters around the country right now, which way would you be leaning? Bring top lad boys in the last. Yeah, get out of state. He's the best of them. So. All right, beautiful. Yeah. That works for me. Down. In the last. How much? How much? Uh, well, once the weekend's done, do you, and this is just for listeners around the country, what, what is your particular week like? You use seven days a week. I know you mentioned you've got 110 horses in, in, in work. You've got a, a great crew yeah. around you. But you personally, you seven days a week, you you first thing Sunday morning and later into the afternoon with the Arvo feeds. How's it work for you? Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm a, I'm a little bit lazy on a Sunday morning. I'm not going to lie, but mostly our races are on Sundays. So, yeah. Um, but look, um, yeah, she's seven days a week. Got uh, 110 horses and four kids. The four kids are the hardest to deal with. So, yeah. <laughs> Going so. to the stable might actually be a uh, escape for you. Actually, it might be easier to be yeah, mucking yeah. out stalls at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> do a lot of stable work and I bought a couple of TVs to <laughs> pull me up. Yeah. Hey, hey, Scotty, one of your, the stars of the stable, obviously, Hella, um, brought her across yep. to Caulfield a couple of weeks ago and things just uh, didn't go to plan. How she um, she pulled up and um, where's she off to now? Yeah, look, she had some scintigraphy done, um, showed a little bit of arthritis in her hocks and um, she's had uh, she's been injected with a steroid in her hip as well. Um, so she's out for eight weeks. Uh, hopefully we can get to the bottom of it. Um, the uh, prognosis was really good from the um, uh, from the vet's point of view there at Ballarat. So, look, um, very disappointing to go there and have that happen, but we're sort of, we're, we're looking on the up and up, hoping that everything goes to plan and hopefully she can come back and maybe 
resurrect the career and maybe towards the end of the carnival here in Tasmania. But um, got a lot of nice horses. Got um, uh, Mandela Effect. Uh, the Inevitable's back up and about, I can tell you. I reckon he's back on track. Um, might never get to the heights that he did, but um, yeah. certainly be a good carnival horse here in Tasmania. And I think I'd take Shot of Irish over for the Cranbourne Cup here in about four weeks' time. That's a great race for him. I reckon he'll be fresh up into it, over a mile, ready to run a big race. Hopefully he gets a wet track. Yeah, beautiful. How, how frustrating is it, though, when when you make these plans for you know your better horses and um, in the very first run of the preparation, obviously yeah. you're, you're planning, you're getting them to, to Melbourne, you're, you're thinking it'll go well today, yeah. we'll go here, then we'll end up with the Group 1 Empire Rose and then things just yeah. out of nowhere go bang and, and fall apart. Carnival yeah, over. You, want the ground to fuck, you want the ground to open up and swallow you when she, when she raced the other day, it just was terrible. So it's a, it's a massive disappointment because, you know, like uh, we've got some great horses here in Tasmania, but, you know, like, they're pretty, they're pretty slim on the ground, and you're always trying to find your next good one. You know what I mean. You certainly don't want to be um, in the mix of, uh, you know, like uh, you don't want your good ones going to miss because they're few and far between. So, it, um, yeah, yeah it's a bit of a disappointment. How's, yeah, how's the great man Richie Lambing going? Knuckles good. He's going good. I haven't spoken to him for a while. Sort of, we we, we, we get barred off each other for a little while. So, <laughs> no doubt, Christmas time, Christmas party, be dangerous. So. <laughs> like, dangerous is actually a really well way to put it. I think. Mm. Um, it's fairly, really dangerous. <laughs> Mark my words, that bloke's hair's red. So I, I need an invite to that Christmas party. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what they yeah, do. I reckon you'll get one. I reckon you'll get one. Yeah, Brandy inflames it to a whole new level. Hey, uh, Scotty. Thank you for joining us as always. Great to have a chat. Good luck over the weekend, next couple of weeks. Good on you, boys. Take care. Cheers. Scotty Brunton, there you go. Back uh, at Hobart tomorrow. Last of the day is what he uh, was pointing out. I just want to try and uh, go through and just have a quick little look before we get to our next special guest. He's a good man, Scotty, and uh, a fantastic trainer. And uh, I know that when he um, brings his horses over to to Melbourne, um, they, they spend a bit of time in the lambing stable. Um, so they're great mates as well. And yeah, I was, I was sort of hoping the news wasn't as bad on Heller. You know, when, when, it, when it ran the other day, it was, you know, too bad to be true mm. and came last and was gone on the turn. You, you never sure what, you knew something was wrong straight away, but, um, I didn't know that it was you know, going to be an eight to 10 weeker. So that, that rules the spring out obviously, but there's still some nice races over, over the summer. Bring top lad for him in the last at Hobart tomorrow. All right, exciting day tomorrow, of course. Uh, it's sold out. Sold out. I heard that you tried to skip quarantine and see if you could get over there, and you were told, well, there's no bloody use getting into the state because, uh, one, we're not quite sure we want you, and two, there's no tickets available. But Brendan Blomley is someone who's extremely happy about it. Brendan, who is the CEO of Tasmanian Racing Club, of course, joins us. Hello, mate. Uh, good afternoon. How are you guys? Oh, mate, well, we, we, we're okay. We're a little bit down because we're not going to be on track tomorrow. And it looks like when there's a salad, that's always a good thing to be people trying to climb the back fence to get into what's going to be a fun day. Oh, we'll be pretty strict about the about our numbers. Uh, we're, we're restricted with with 1,000 um, and we've maxed out at 1,000. But uh, just, just reassuring all owners that we've counted you in those numbers. So all the owners... Uh, obviously, uh, very welcome. We'd love to see everyone here, but um, it's going to be a really big day here at Elwick tomorrow. Logistically, how hard are these type of things? For Brownie and I, as, as as punters and just race lovers, we scramble to try and get a ticket to anything if there's if there's anything available and they've got restrictions. But from a logistic point of view, there would be so many hoops, I'm assuming, you have to jump through and then 
the goalpost change and you've got to dot another I and cross another T. I, I assume it's added a great deal of, while it's a good thing to have, a great deal of concern and worry on almost a daily basis. Yeah, there certainly is. We're, we like to think of ourselves as being very agile. Um, tomorrow's a THA uh, Caulfield Cup day and they've been, uh, they've been really good to deal with. Taz Racing uh, are sort of all over the details as well and we work closely with public health. But um, it's just one of those, it's just a COVID environment that we all have to work uh, work in and um, we do our best to ensure the, the safety of our, um, of our participants and uh, members and guests. But by the time you count um, trainers, jockeys, stable hands and, and the racing sort of people that need to be there and then obviously um, media accredit, accredited uh, journos and, and like you said, the owners... How many does that leave for sort of just the general public that are just horse horse race lovers? Yeah, well, there's there's no more GA tickets available. Um, we've got 400 um, sitting down for the lunch in the function area. Tasmanian Bloodstock, um, Neil Walsh has 120 guests um, downstairs in the Crown Lager Bar. And um, they've had, the GA tickets have been sold, make up the balance there. So um, we we look at about 150 for uh, TAS Racing um Officer Racing Integrity, the stewards, uh, all our staff as well. So it's um, it's finely tuned and um, down to the last person. So um, it it um, yeah it's it's um, it's been a bit of a scramble the last couple of days with people wanting tickets, but uh, we um, we're, we're at our next level now. Brenda, what, what do you think the the number one thing that you've taken out of this whole sort of COVID last? 18 months to two years uh, in, in terms of the way things have run because I think that racing um, has done an unbelievable job right a- across the country and uh, to be able to keep it going and um, and everything that, that comes with that with turnover and wagering and just the, the livelihoods of, of things. And there's always learning curves out of uh, things, whether they're good or bad. Is there, is there something that's really stood out for you that um, has improved racing because of COVID? Um, our Hobart Cup earlier this year was, uh, we had a limit of 5,000 people and um, even though uh, we, we reached that limit, um, it was it made for really enjoyable um, upmarket uh, picnic race day. It was uh, really, yeah, we were blessed by the weather on that, that occasion. Um, but racing here in Tasmania is a significant employer, so we've worked um, very closely with the other racing clubs around the state. Uh, at TAS Racing uh, and, and the industry to ensure that we can keep racing. And in order to do that, we've had to be responsible. Everyone understands um, you know, what it means uh, if the industry does shut down. Uh, we had that um, early last year for three months, and um, that was very tough uh, on a lot of people. So um, we just put our best foot forward, play by the rules, and ask that um, all, our, um, all our guests and participants do likewise. And uh, thankfully... Uh, everyone's done that to date. So we, we just um, push on, um, even in this COVID environment, with the restrictions on numbers to uh, provide a, a top-quality product um, uh, for, for, the, um, for the racing public. Yeah, it's certainly top quality. Um, do you think that uh, when racing did shut down for that three-month period last year, it was the, it was the only um, races in the country that, that didn't go ahead? Do, do, you think, do you look back on that and think maybe you're a little bit too precautious or you're, you're happy with the decision that was made at the time? Oh, I certainly wouldn't say that uh, the racing club was happy uh, or the industry. Um, but it is important to note that uh, up until very recently, Tasmania um, has been the gold standard with regards to, to COVID. And um, you know, apart from this idiot that came in 
earlier this week um, from uh, yeah from Sydney via Melbourne. Um, um, you know, we we as a state we're, we're doing very well yep. um, in, in in those stakes. So even though we think it was unnecessary to shut down for three months, I think it's fair to say the Premier Gutwin and his Liberal government have done a really good job of keeping Tasmanians safe. Yep, well said. You you uh you have a punt yourself, Brendo. Uh, well, don't ask me for a tip uh, <laughs> for tomorrow because it's one, one surefire way to yeah to make sure it comes last. But uh, I do enjoy a punt. I'm um, I've recently been convinced to, to bite the bullet and uh, uh, become an owner. Yes. So I own um, what half a tail of a couple of uh, couple of um, uh, Melbourne Cup winners. I've been assured. So um, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, as you both know. Yeah, it is, and uh, no doubt it's going to be a lot of fun on track tomorrow. The trying, challenging times of which the world has presented so many people in different walks of life in the last eighteen months. But you said it. Tasmania have done an amazing job being able to keep most of the state 99% of the time safe, and that's been outstanding. It's good news that tomorrow we'll see a 1,000 people on track to see racing return to Hobart. So enjoy it as much as you can with the busy day I'm sure you're going to have, and hopefully you get a glass of red or a beer later in the day to be able to say with your crew, job well done, and uh, we look forward to getting over there sometime real soon. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Cam and Campbell. Thank you. Cheers, Brendan. Brendan Blomley, there you go. CEO of, uh, we say this a lot, Brownie, and I mean this in all sports. To be an administrator in the last two years, oh. trying to find that right balance of keeping people happy, trying to get people through the gates, trying to keep financially afloat for a, for a lot of these clubs, that it would be an it's absolute It's something that you nightmare. would never have anticipated never. in your whole life. You know, no. like um, just all of a sudden, footy, racing, cricket, everything, you're going swimmingly, mm. you know, profits are at an all-time high, memberships, revenue – ticking along beautifully, and all of a sudden, bang, Stopped. through no fault of, of their own, nope. um, you've got to completely re-navigate the, the new world we live in. And um, like I said, it it took well, it took the AFL a little bit of time because mm-hmm. you know, they halted and then restarted, and um, but racing sort of continued all the way through. And uh, apart from the most recent sort of um, couple of jockeys, you know, that, that have been suspended and, and quite harshly dealt with, They've basically gone through nearly two years with an unblemished record. Incredible. Which for so many participants, mm-hmm. um, logistically so hard, getting mm-hmm. horses and stable hands and jockeys and floats and farriers and you name it, to be able to all abide by the rules and do what has been required for the industry and for their stables and for their, their own personal income uh, is a credit to it. The only thing that's really been blemished in the racing game are our pockets. <laughs> Let's get to a break. Plenty more around the country. This is Taz Racing Talk. All thanks to Ladbrokes. On the other side of it, Jamie Cockshot to say good day and give us more winners. Campbell Brown and Kamluk. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. This is what we do on a Friday across the beautiful state of Tasmania and right around the nation on SEN Track. It is Taz Racing Talk. All thanks to Ladbrokes and a man who, well, to be fair, Brownie, he's been stripping Ladbrokes dry because Jamie Cockshut, <laughs> in any code, and I'm not just talking in the harness world, but also when he dips in to the AFL world, has had an outstanding 2021. He joins us again. Hello, Big Dog. How you going, boys? Good, mate. How's the week been? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. But, yeah, really Ladbrokes, mate. I, don't like, well, I, can't, I haven't been able to have a bit with Ladbrokes for five years. <laughs> well, that's how where you're going, is it? No, it's just... <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're, they're pretty they've hard. They've banned you. Yeah, yeah, banned you. They've red flagged you, mate. 
<laughs> I'll take my money on on Gallup Racing and Greyhounds. Don't get me wrong, but not on Harness Racing. Well, the good news is when you don't miss, which you do not, it means that we're set for a big weekend of tips again and winners from your mouth. So hit, fire away, mate. Where are we starting? Um, we've got a Launceston meeting tonight and the Hobart on Sunday night of Peach and Isle Racing. So we'll go to Launceston first. Um, tonight, race one, number two, got the goods. Gets a perfect draw. He should be able to bully his way to the lead, and I think he'll be winning. Um, each way, race two, number eight, a Gouda ruler. Um, probably not each way now. It's only around about the $4 mark, so we'll make that a win bet, to be honest, boys. Yep. And race three, number 12, laid back Kenny. I think he's a worth an each way gamble around the seven eight dollar mark for a win, you know, two twenty two forty for a place. And he got runner up last week, beaten by and lows at one hundred twenty six to one. So I think he can go one better um, tonight at Launceston. Jeez, that a nice price getting beaten to know. So hopefully he's able to back it up today. What what has what what did you do last week? I know you had the multi going as well. How'd you go? Did you have any luck? Yeah, well, we don't okay. Like the value you play for the night journey, but she won the last race at twelve dollars. So that was that was okay. And one one of the good things got up, which was star watching at around about the four dollar mark, but the other two ran second, mate. So thereabouts, but not getting fully over the line with the parlays of late. Well, so let's just on that, sorry to interrupt, Jamie. I just want to say a couple of people off the text machine last week were, were parlaying it all up into a place bet. So I'm assuming they're going to be happy. Yeah, well, they probably would have done all right, mate. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just not smart enough to do that. <laughs> you know what? It, it's, if, I, if we had a dollar for every time Brownie and I said that exact thing on SEN track and said, you know, had we only have had multi these two or had a same race multi, we would have a million dollars minimum because... Uh, the SEN track family, the people who listen to us, are a hell of a lot smarter than what... Uh, uh, you're, you're smarter than us, Jamie, but definitely smarter than uh, Brownie and I. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, no, that's wrong. Well, you know, it's, it depends what you want to win. If you want to play safe or we want to try and win big, and most of us, you know, we like to get the big win and not the mediocre win, but, you know, the smarties, they're happy with the mediocre win all the time. Hey, our next guest uh, who's just joined us on the line, I'll allow you to introduce him, but he's very smart as well. Uh, he's a good fellow, Kent Rattray. Um Good afternoon, Keith. How are we going, Jack? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um, forward to get you on, mate, um, and have a chat to you about a, your few chances at Hobart on Sunday night. And we'll start off with the main one, and that's May's place in the two-year-old Phillies size stakes one of the Epicus. And her chances have been enhanced greatly with the scratching of Baby You Were Song this morning. Yes, I noticed that about an hour ago. I was, went from... Uh, Reasonably happy to extremely happy. Still got to beat a couple of others, but it does improve our chances markedly. Yeah, it just yeah. makes the assignment a bit easier. Like, as you know, your, your nephew Gareth, he's on board, mate. He'll run the game in May's place and more than likely get across Miss Pappenhausen early. Uh, but Miss yes. Pappenhausen will get every chance on Sunday night just sitting on your back. And, you know, um, as we know, there's only a slender margin between them last week. Um, so it's yep. going to be another great battle on Sunday night. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, I don't think our filly was right when she won the uh, sweepstakes race. She was um, she didn't pace well and she didn't race and and she she's hanging out. Um, that's the reason, main reason we didn't go and contest the preludes. We thought she'd benefit from the month of um, not racing and trips to Hobart. She'd already had three in a row, so. We, we elected to dodge the prelude and and put all our efforts into being at the final. No, well, as you know, you know, I don't need to tell you, mate, she's, she's one of my favourite little fillies and she's a 
she's a tough girl and she's very professional and that's where why the picket fence is beside her name, you know, over the last couple of months and, you know, she gets every chance mm-hmm. to make it for all the trot and, and be crowned yeah. the leading two year old filly of the season. Yeah, she's um she's she's every bit of that and um Gareth used to drive a mother and she's very much like a mother. She does everything right and um uh, probably got a little bit more talent than a mother had, but her mother was a fair horse. She ended up winning nine two-year-olds and run third in the Brutus Crown in Melbourne. So um, we think she's um, she's a pretty nice filly. Um, we'll go back to race three. That's your heavily chance in my eyes. Um, Stormy Sands. Um, he's been around the mark for all of, throughout all of his career. He's got the perfect draw. It's a pretty tough race, this one, to be honest, mate. But, you know, Gareth on board again. Um, Sean too. do you reckon he's got the speed to bully himself to the lead early? Maybe not the lead, but he'll be right in it. Um, I think he'll run real good in this race. I, I, I really like him. He's, um, he's, uh, he's a horse that's still learning the caper. He, um, his last run where he had to work hard to get to the breeze, and I said when I was watching from the stand, I said he's going to get to the front too soon, and that's what happened. He ran to the front at the top of the straight, and uh, he just said, well, once you put your head in front, job's over. And he knocked off a bit and couldn't get him going again. So I'm not disappointed with his last run. Um, we've uh, changed a little bit of gear to see if we can improve that this week. And I think he'll run quite a good race this week. Yeah, no, he's a really nice time. We'll go back to the first of, first of the night. Um, she's probably the outsider of the tree of William, but she's been a consistent mare or filly throughout her career, and that's Indiana Sands. And... She does get a good trailing draw early. Can't she run a place? Yeah, I like. I, I do like a draw, and Gareth will keep her right in that. Um, it's apart from the uh, the Hillier. Uh, um, it's not the Hillier horse. It's the Ashwood horse. Uh, Nova Baxter. Nova Baxter. I think, yeah. yeah, I think Nova Baxter probably stands out a little bit, um, but. I believe she's probably on par with most of the others, and um, given a nice run by Gareth, which. Uh, we hope so. She'll be won't be far away. She sort of normally runs a post. I think when she won her first race, she'd had twenty two starts and won twenty five thousand. She won her first race at all. <laughs> yeah. No, she's been wonderfully consistent throughout her career, mate. And just just um, just want to touch on um, your, your regular rangeman, who you know Johnny Walters, as we know, he's he's very well respected in Tasmania and other circles. He did have a bit of a help scare, you know, five or six weeks ago. Can can you update the listeners on his progress? Yeah, look, Johnny's uh, Johnny's well on the road to recovery. He had a <laughs> a very major health scare, which um, we were all very worried about him. But um, he's had that major surgery, and he's on the road to recovery now. Um, I think it'll be quite a while. Um, you know, it'll take a while to get him up and going again. But the main thing is, he's still with us, and and um, you know, he's he's still he's not that old. He's only fifty eight, so. Um, I think um I think just given time and that he'll he'll get going again but he's um yeah, it's been a major health scare for him and um he would be the fittest fifty eight year old I know and uh <laughs> for something like that to go wrong. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a worry. But he's he's on the road to recovery and I talk to him two or three times a week and I usually get driving instructions um late in the week to tell me what he's <laughs> doing with them, so and I value that because um Johnny's uh, Johnny's never far off the mark when he uh, when he uh, assesses a race. <laughs>
Uh, outstanding news no. that he's on the road to recovery. Sorry, I'll just jump in there, Jamie, because uh, we just squares a little bit of time for Kent. Always appreciate your time to jump on the line. And good luck, not just this weekend, but going forward. No doubt, no doubt we'll chat to you again shortly on Taz Racing Talk. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Jamie, last words before we let you go, mate, and get to the news. Yeah, we'll just quickly run through Hobart, boys. The parlay, 2-3 for Hobart. Race 1, number 11, Nova Baxter. I think she's a good thing at 250. Race seven, number five. If it's to be, it's up to me. I think she he can get the job to, done to it around about the two eighty mark. And we'll go to race eight, number eleven, Masatsu. Uh, Trainer driven by Todd Rattray. We'll get three dollars fifty, I reckon, because it's drawn out the second line. But I don't think that'll stop him from winning. So if we play a parlay two and three, win, win, win. I don't think we'll be far off the mark on Sunday night, boys. Oh, I love this. Thank you again, as always. You're on fire. Talk to you next week, mate. Thanks, boys. Jamie Cockshut, there you go. Cross everything. We're going to get to a break. News time. Plenty more on the other side of this. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Ah, let's get into it. What a big weekend. Taz Racing Talk back at Hobart tomorrow. Brennan Ryan not too far away across all things Greyhounds. You can get involved anytime you like. 0499 736 736. Jamie's multi. His parlay will get up there at SCN underscore track very shortly. But Tommy Hackett joins us. Ladbroke at this spring carnival. Gamble responsibly. You can make every race this spring even more exciting. Call 1-800-858-858 if you're having any issues. Tommy, where do you want to start, brother? Well, it's a, it's a really interesting meeting at Hobart tomorrow. Obviously, we've got great racing right around the country. But seven races at Hobart, seven winners to be found. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few later in the in the meeting, I think, that will represent some value for the punters. So with that race five, number two, Sir Da Vinci for Scotty Brunton, who's got a very strong hand, uh, as he so often does. He's got a, I think, think he goes particularly well in Hobart, Scotty Brunton. I think Sir Da Vinci can make a winning return to the races. Has never won first, uh, but I just think on its best form, it's got a clear class edge over its rivals uh, tomorrow at Hobart. So that's race five, number two, Sir Da Vinci. I think it will be very tough to beat. Uh, one of all, some of, I'm a big, a big fan of at Hobart is Gigi Lynette. Uh, race six, number one, was a little bit disappointing at uh, Launceston first up, but I'm very confident it's a better horse than that suggests. It's had uh, uh, 51 starts this mare. She's a just an absolute veteran, but she does go well at Hobart. All her best form is at Hobart. I think if she can return to her best form, she's right in this race. And I think you'll get a, a nice price in a small field. So race six, number one, Gigi Lynette. And we'll finish the day off in the final race on the card. And again, going with Scotty Brunton here, here with number three, Lucky Lil. Uh, off a, coming off a long break, but she uh, had form around Still a Star last preparation. We know how good Still a Star is. She's only going to the Empire Rose Stakes as a genuine winning chance. So another man that saved all her best form for Hobart, two wins at the track, a second and a third from four starts. So I think she's well-placed to make her winning return to the races. That's race seven, number three, Lucky Lil. Caulfield Cup, Everest, what a big day it is. Let's start the Caulfield Cup because everybody, it feels, in the world has softened and incentivised, except for me, once the barrier draw was done. Now, what's oh, the latest Ladbrokes odds? I'm with you as well, Cam. Yes, I think yeah. we're just getting a better price here now, incentivised. Out to two dollars sixty, which oh, I think is ridiculous. Yes. The way it's going, we might even get three dollars on the uh, day, and that nah, would just be. Uh, Tommy, I'd be, be very, very Tommy, excited. If, Tommy, if we Tommy, got to stop, mate. If, if, oh, mate, if he gets the three dollars, I'll break me hip backing it on Ladbrokes. Oh, oh, this should, don't get. I won't be able to sleep tonight if you're talking. It might get to three dollars. 
Come on. <laughs> By the way, just, just looking at the market at the moment, I agree with you. Oh. I still think I still think I'll be backing it at two dollars incentivized. Obviously, I agree. I'm a bit biased as a, as a big Moody man, but I just think it's one of the most interesting Caulfield Cup favourites we've had in a very long time, and he just keeps stepping up every time that he he goes to the races. So he's the clear favourite for me. If you took incentivised out of this race, though, it would be one of the most open Caulfield Cups we've ever seen because there's a host of horses around this sort of eight to ten, eight to thirteen dollar mark. We've got Delphi drawn wide with excellent on the Herbert Power. Young Verda was really good in the Turnbull. Nonconformist is flying. The Chosen One has a great record on these races. Even fifteen dollars, Montefiore is coming off a last start win in the Metropolitan. So there's great, there's really good depth to this race. But the thing with incentivised just might be in a whole other plane potentially. He could be a genuine superstar and I hope we see him win it comfortably next week and then I hope we see him run in the Ludbrokes top plate, look to become the first horse since Northerly to win both races in the same year. Agreed, I, I absolutely couldn't agree anymore with you Tommy, just on the Everest just quickly before we do let you go the rain has probably helped Nature Strip and you would assume that the punters have piled in? They have, it's been a good go for Nature Strip in the last 24 hours 450 into 380, Classic Legends $4 out to $5, Eduardo $8 into $6 I think Nature Strip and Eduardo will fight out the finish again. Are you taking any bets for Libertini, Tommy? No, Brown Dog, Libertini's been very friendless somewhat in the market $26 out to $34 uh, Yeah, we haven't taken much money there at all, but I think she's one that could surprise at a price. We know that she does fly fresh and we know that she's certainly not the most consistent mare in the world, but she is capable of a really high-running effort on her day. So I wouldn't be surprised to see her produce a much better effort than that $34 odd suggest. Tommy, Tommy, I'll, I'll take this. Forget Ladbrokes, Brownie. I'll take your money. Really? No, yeah. just for a place. She's, she's one that might produce first up and place. It, it plays, you might okay. get six bucks the place. I'll grant, I'll, I'll grant you the place. Okay, <laughs> Tommy, thank you. Thanks, boys. Tommy Hackett from Ladbrokes. Uh, makes every race this spring even more exciting. Does Ladbrokes gamble responsibly? Call 1 800 858 858. Nearly opened up. <laughs> <Luke> <laughs> <bet>. <laughs> oh, but I'm serious. I'll take your bet. Uh, I'd, I'd love I'm to a, take Luke Bet. I'm down. a win bet only dude only. Win bet dude only. Yeah. Win bet company only is Luke Bet. Um, you're coming back. Hard in what do you mean coming back? Are you in front of? I, well, we I haven't done the numbers it. this week. <laughs> if you crunch the numbers, I think obviously we had the thousand guineas as well. But we'll get into that later in what the about afternoon. When I know I've had a good week, yeah. I'm sending it to you on like a Sunday night. You ignored me for two days. I thought, oh no, Brownie's back in the slammer. He's done the Burbank. Quick break. Plenty more next. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. That's who we are. This is what we do. Taz Racing Talk. And a big weekend. Tell you what, though, Brendan Ryan, another man who is absolutely on fire. Devonport's going to be absolutely rolling next couple of days as well. Brendan, hello to you. Hi, guys. Yes, it's a, um, right in the midst of our feature races and, and the Georgian Island Puppy Championship heats are on Tuesday are just outstanding three heats and just the cream of our youngsters coming through just proves what's... Uh, how they're going to develop over the next 12 months. But, yeah, the, this series is very exciting. Can't wait for it to come around. Oh, I, this is what I love. I actually love this about the Greyhound world, the series as they have, the, the puppy series. I'm not just particularly talking in Tasmania, but right around the country. And it, it does. It, there's so much intrigue and drama around it. And essentially you're looking at things where, yeah, okay, so it could, yeah, Greyhound could run here, well here, but this didn't quite get the run that it needed. Draws a better box in the next part of the series and the next heat. Next thing you know, we, we get into a final with all, these greyhounds coming in different different avenues and different ways and it adds so much i think it does and 
this is how you see this series develop. Like we have breeders' classic races as mm. well, and 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 we see them develop. And you know the winners are, are good, but also the second and third place getters they go through into the finals. They also turn out with great careers as well. So basically, these are our equivalents to you know your golden slippers and uh, your blue diamonds and all that races in the thoroughbred world. So, and you yeah. you mentioned we're smack bang in the middle of it. You can feel the excitement anytime you talk to someone involved, and we're going to talk to to Benny very shortly about it. But anytime you speak to someone involved, you can't help but get caught up in the excitement. Oh, you do. And Ben's a person in particular because this is where both him and his dad get really, you know, hyped up with a lot of their pups that they breed and they particularly target these age-restricted races and breed as classic races as well. And their strike rate in these series is it's just outstanding in both, you know, the Launceston, uh, Hobart and Devonport tracks. They've got great records in the age-restricted races. All right. Before we get to Benny, you got any tips for us before we uh, we have a chat to Ben? Well, well, more particularly looking towards, you know, the heats of the Puppy Championship, I really like um, the performance of Ripaway, who took out the St. Ledger at Hobart last night for trainer Teddy Medhurst. And he's a greyhound that's on the up, and he's got a good little record there. He's in race five, box six, and uh, he's won two from three at the track, and he's run 25-44. So that's just going to put him... Leaps and bounds. He'll be odds on, but I think he's you know very good chance. Minnie's Magic was in the Breeders there. She won at Launceston, and um, yeah, there's some nice pups. So I think Ripaway's a genuine standout through that series. All right, Ben England. He's going to join us again as he did last week. I think it was last week. Yes, Benny, welcome back, mate. That's how much you dominated last week. We've brought you straight back in. Uh, it's always good to have a good week, mate. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> well, this uh, Brownie and I take credit at the at the start of the week. We thought you were going to have a good week. You had a great week. You're back again today. So there's there's, there's no coincidence. We are the good luck charms. But to be fair and honest, I don't think you need it. Your uh, your kennel's flying. Yeah, they're going good, mate. They've um, a couple of pups there have really shown you know, above average ability in their first couple of starts. So it's good to see them continue on. Yeah, Brennan, fire away, mate. Well, Ben, you must be really, you know, wrapped in the development of Wimburn Ruby. She's undefeated two from two and goes into the heat on uh, on Tuesday with good confidence. She takes to the track pretty well. There's some nice pups in the series, but, uh, you, you know, you'd be wrapped to going in there that she's got good credentials for it. Oh, for sure, yeah. Only, um, only very young still, so a lot of scope and seems to be handling, um, you know, everything that, you know, the new race day sort of, experience for her, for she's handling well so um uh, let's just cross our fingers and hope that she can keep sort of taking a step up every week because she would probably need to next week it's you know it's a pretty hot series it is and i and, and as i said to the guys before i mean you and your dad you really target these sort of races where you know you, you can get them ready but the breeders classic is sort of the races where you like to target because this is where they, you know, they can really mature up, and and it seems to time in well, especially you know the way the calendar's programmed this year, isn't it? Oh yeah, everything's sort of falling in really nicely, and once you move away from uh, from Devonport this week, we've got a you know a nice gold collar series at Launceston in a couple of weeks' time, so everything sort of keeps flowing on, which is which is good for the Tasbred pup share. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I tell you what, there, there is a lot going on, and uh, mate. Next, so next, probably, what should we look out for? The kennels flying, you're flying. You, you seem a little humble for my liking, to be honest. Brownie and I back one winner. We 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 brag about it for three weeks, but uh, your kennels on fire. And you roll in and you keep it real low key. That's, I guess, the difference between being a good bloke, Brownie, like Ben, and and being you and I. Uh, <laughs> but what should we definitely look out for? Punters around the country. What, what do you like from your kennel next week or so? 
Oh, geez, it's hard. I mean, basically the same dog as running up again yeah. for us. Um, so you've got Winburn Ruby in, in race four. You know, if she, if she can take another step up, she's going up a lot in grade this week, that's for sure. But um, hopefully she she can begin nicely and, and she's boxed well. Um, Winburn Sky's boxed well this week for a change too, but she's in a, in a very, very tough heat in race five with, um, with Rip Away and a, and a couple of others in there that go really well. Um, and I think Winburn Stroll has probably boxed pretty well this week too with a vacant box on his outside. So um, we're just looking for a bit of luck this week and, and we should have a pretty good week, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. I'm jumping right on his bandwagon too, Ben, just so you know. Uh, no extra pressure, but uh, I'm on the bandwagon. <laughs> like I'm, I believe most of Tasmania are right now if you're having a, uh, a little play in the Greyhounds. Uh, as always, appreciate your time jumping back on the line and, and having a chat to us, mate. Good luck and uh, hopefully we've got you again this time next week. No worries. Thanks very much. Brendan, before we let you go, mate, uh, again, just a recap of your numbers and what you what you believe we should be looking at as punters. Uh, well, as I sta- stated, uh, I'm really looking to f- towards rip away in race five there. It'll jump from box six with Teddy Meadows. It's got a great little record. It's won two from three over the track and distance there. And, you know, there's a couple others Um as Ben's said with Winburn Ruby there, she's got box two and race four in the second heat, and then you go back into the first heat. You've got, you know, a couple of good runners there. Uh, just maybe for trainer Gary Fay, it's got box two. Tyler's girl for Butch Deverell, she's a, you know, a respected runner in the race. So there's plenty of quality there. And, and not only that, I mean, we're just, we're right in the thick of these races. And, and, and some of these runners, I'm interesting how, if they're going to back up, because we've got the hints of the Gold Cup, in Hobart this Thursday night too. The draws aren't out, but it'll be interesting what what nominations uh, flag in that series as well. So we just keep rolling into it one week after the other. Can't wait. Look forward to it, Brennan. As always, love your time, mate. We'll uh, we'll talk this time next week. No worries. Thanks, guys. At SN underscore track, you can jump on. Uh, Brennan's tips will be on there, as will our man Jamie. Just quickly, has Peter Staples just given us the Tijuana? <laughs> we speak to him Wednesday night. Oh, do you really? Yeah. I thought it was his cousin, Peter Stapleton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we resurrected that pretty quickly. <laughs> that, was a, that was a communication it problem was, via email, yeah. but I tuned in a couple of Wednesdays ago. When I heard Peter Stapleton get intro I was like, hang on. Oh, hang on. And then I thought I'd made the mistake, which is probably more <laughs> Rare, likely. No, than you don't else. make mistakes like that. Oh, so. No, no, we had a good we, early, we had an early couple of chats to him yep. on um, on Wednesday night. He was steering us in the right direction in the, from the mounting yard. All right, zero four double nine seven three six seven three six to get involved. Taz Racing Talk. All thanks to Ladbrokes. It has been a, a fun, fun way. Scotty Brunson, number two in race seven for him. Reckons his best of the day, but he's got about forty five runners in at Hobart tomorrow. A, a horse in every race bar one. Brendan Blomley talked, uh, joined us as well at SN underscore track to hear what the podcasted version of our chat with the Tasmanian Racing Club CEO. You ready for today? I certainly am. Yeah, and just uh, before we leave, mm-hmm. uh, they're coming up at Chuka Race 3. No shame. The Richie Lamming runner loves a heavy deck. It'll run a nice race. I've got it. the place heavily invested. The place? Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a bit of a place I don't know when they get over $3. Only recently, since you lost your... You lost confidence? Lost my... um, Get it back. Get it back today, dog. (laughs) After the news, more from us. Have a great weekend.